0: You know, I love Christmas time. It's a wonderful time for us to have sweet moments together as a family, and that's what the church is. The church is a big family, and what this feels like in here is like a big family reunion in which we all gather together. Some of us have kids who are going to make some noises, and so parents, I want to take the guilt off of right now, okay? If your kid squirms, it's okay, all right? If your kid makes a noise, it's okay. You can relax and enjoy. We're gonna make some memories, and as long as we don't set this place on fire, it's a win, okay? (laughs) We're gonna have a great time together just to enjoy one another. I'm not sure about you, but I remember the first time that I stayed at home alone. My mom was off with my sister, my dad went to run some errands, and it was just me. And we grew up in a house that was really old, and it made lots of noises. There was hissing noises and creaks and cracks, and while I was there by myself, there was a huge sound of a crash in the bathroom. There was no way I was going to go check and see what it was, okay? This was a terrifying moment, and it wasn't long. After several minutes, uh, it felt like an eternity, headlights pulled into the driveway. My dad was home. All of a sudden, courage was mine. There's something about that moment when I look back and think, I was terrified while I was alone. But as soon as my dad was there with me, I could take on anything. That is a picture of what Christmas is all about. You and I spiritually, we are alone. We have been abandoned on an island and there is no rescue coming for us. But the good news of the gospel is that God has a rescue plan and it is found in his son. And it is found in the fact that when we come to meet Jesus personally, it is then that we find that God is with us forever. That's the point that we see taking place in Matthew chapter 1. Let me show you. In Matthew chapter 1, we see the story of Christmas unfold for us. What's happening is we not only see the genealogy of Jesus, but we see the story of Mary and Joseph. Two people whom were in love. They were planned to be married until Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant and he knew he was not the father. So he made plans to break up, to divorce her, to not let this move forward in private so that she would not be disgraced publicly. But before that took place, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, here's what happened. But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. Indeed, those who believe the gospel, those who trust in Christ, God is with us. He is with us forever. But it wasn't always the case. When you go back to the very beginning with Adam and Eve as our first parents, they chose to disobey the Lord. And so when sin entered into the world through our forefather, Adam, there was brokenness. There was separation. You see, sin separates us from a relationship with God. So in Genesis chapter three, we see the consequences of sin where God not only casts Adam and Eve out of his presence in the garden, he says death is coming, but God makes a promise because God is a God of promises. And in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, he says, guess what? There's going to come through the woman a seed, one who will rise up and who will crush the head of Satan. Indeed, he is going to be taken down. God was already moving forward with a rescue plan. And as you move forward, we see this plan begin to unfold where God makes promises of his own presence in the lives of his people. We see in Moses in Exodus chapter 3, through a burning bush, the Lord told Moses, I will be with you. We see it in the life of David in 2 Samuel chapter 7, in which God tells him, the Lord is with you. We see it in light of Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Before he goes into the promised land, God makes a promise, for I will be with you. You see, God makes a promise to be with his people. But these were specific people at specific times and in specific circumstances. This was not for all time. It wasn't permanent yet. But the Lord says there's going to come a day there's going to come a time in which I am going to be with my people forever. And so he makes a promise in Isaiah chapter 7 to the king, evil king Ahaz, who is not leading God's people well. But through the prophet Isaiah, he says, there, this is something I want you to know. I've got a promise for my people. He says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. See, the virgin will conceive, have a son, and name him Emmanuel." Enter Jesus in Bethlehem. What we have is God coming to be with us. God drawing near to his people. It's a reverse of the curse of Genesis 3. Through Jesus Christ, there is no longer separation. There is no longer this wall between us and God when we could not get to him through religion, when we could not get to him through philosophy, when we could not get to him through good works, He came to us in the form of his son. Jesus, who lived a perfect, sinless life that you and I could not live. And he came for one purpose, and that's to die on the cross. Indeed, that was his main reason for coming, to seek and to save that which was lost. And he ransoms a people through his shed blood at the cross. The Bible says that he was then laid in a tomb. That tomb was sealed And it was guarded by Roman soldiers. And there he laid. Until. On the third day. Jesus comes back to life. His heart starts to beat. Blood starts to pump in his body. Air in his lungs. He comes back to life. And for 40 days, he appears to hundreds of people to prove his resurrection. And the moment before he goes back up into heaven, before his ascension, back up to the glory of God, before he returns to his throne, he gathers with his disciples and he tells them this... All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and then the promise. I will be with you even to the end of the age. Matthew begins his gospel in chapter 1 with God promising God will be with us. And it's found in Jesus, who then at the very end of Matthew's gospel says, I will be with you even to the end of the age. Today, if you are in Christ, the presence of God, he is with you. Jesus is with you so that no matter what you face, no matter how you feel, no matter what you're going through in this life, Jesus is with you. He promises his presence, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. You may be in a season right now where you feel lonely, please know if you are in Christ, you are never alone. The Lord is with you and the good news of Christmas is that God took on flesh so that we might draw near to him and have a relationship with him that lasts forever. And anyone who humbles themselves, turns away from their sin and trusts in Jesus by faith, believing that he died on the cross in your place, that he was buried and he rose again on the third day. If you believe, please know the Lord Jesus, he is with you. And he is with you to the end of the age.